Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. Yeah. So can I tell you a secret, Pat? Yeah. Can I publish? Wait, is this something I can publish or is this? It's totally publishable. Um, I'm not passionate about green smoothies. So what I'm passionate about is helping people. And this dream had been planted before Simple Green Smoothies. You're listening to Jada Selner, our special guest today, who was with us over 100 episodes ago in episode 205. You might remember her as one of the co-founders of a very successful company, simplegreensmoothies.com, which grew quite big in a relatively short period of time. And Jada came on before to talk about how she and Jen used challenges to help get the community together and help them build this massive following. I think they have over half a million followers on Instagram now, and they came out with a book together. Things went very well, yet Jada chose to sell her portion of the company and start a personal brand, which is a huge move, especially when you have an already successful business. So we're going to talk all about that, the decision, the hard parts, how it was planned, how it was executed, and where things are at now with Jada Selner from jadaselner.com. So stick around. You can put that phone in your pocket and listen in. This is going to be a great one. Whether you already have a personal brand or you have been at any time in your life, thinking of starting one, this is for you. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, if he didn't maintain himself, he'd have a pretty scary looking unibrow, Pat Flynn. Hello and welcome to session 330 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Pat Flynn. I'm here to help you make more money, save more time, and help more people too. You know, before we get to the interview with Jada, really quick, I want to tell you about an opportunity to have live training with me. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash live, you'll see a lot of the upcoming trainings that I have available free for you to access. Also, additional uh, information about when I'm speaking later in the future. So in case you go to the same events, we can meet each other, hang out, whatever. Uh, so just head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash live and um, sign up and register there. Okay, awesome. Now let's get to today's interview with Jada Selner from jadaselner.com. Jada, welcome back to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so happy to be back, Pat. Like This conversation is very exciting for me. We were just talking about podcasts before we started recording, and 
it's a wild journey that we circled back to where like, I have a podcast now and I'm on your podcast. So I'm <laughs> super excited to be here with you today. Because the last time you were here, you didn't have a podcast and actually you were known for uh, the other half of Simple Green Smoothies and you delivered some amazing content the last time talking about challenges and how you use that to grow your Instagram following as well as your brand uh, with Jen over at Simple Green Smoothies. And first of all, I think even since that you had published a book with her yes. for that brand and like have done so much stuff and now you are building a new brand and i'd love to discuss that and specifically just transitioning in general which is i think something that all entrepreneurs do on some level but you've made one of the biggest ones that i've seen and i love to to, to unpack that but just give us a kind of update since the last conversation on some of the cool things that have happened with that brand and, and, and maybe even diving into the exit a little bit if you wanted to discuss that. Yeah. So we, you know, Simple Green Smoothies, the published book, you know, it's in Barnes and Noble and it's on Amazon. It was a uh, number one bestseller in all three categories for the first month that it published. And we have over 500 five-star reviews on that book, which is amazing. And what's super, super cool is we actually got approached to do a second book deal. And Jen will have that book coming out at the um, later, I think in the fall of this year. No way. That's super yeah, cool. Which I'm so excited. And here's the thing about that piece. So I actually helped write the book proposal for the second book deal, knowing that I wasn't going to continue with the company. And I said, I feel like I'm shopping for a house with my soon to be ex-husband because anyone who has wow. business partners knows that, you know, it's basically a marriage and your team are like your kids and, you know, you're, you're, you're sharing finances and you're having conversations about just so many deep things. You know, there's nothing you spend more time on besides being with your family than the work that you do in the world. So it was not easy to make the exit for something that we built that was so beautiful and was built with so much love. And if people, you know, listen back to our, our past conversation about talking about challenges, we also shared some pretty cool ways on how we just express love in business. And mm -hmm. so that's what I'm really taking a stand for today is, is business is personal. And I talk about the ABCs of love of we want to feel acknowledged, feel a sense of belonging, and a sense of connection. And so I carry that. That's just a part of who I am. And I'm carrying that into my brand today. But I will tell you, it was not easy to walk away from a business like that, that had become so well known and having a book deal on the table. Like it was, took so, it was, it was a lot of bravery. <laughs> Here's the, so for, first of all, when we are talking about challenges, we don't, I mean, we're, there are always going to be quote challenges in businesses, right? Like this one of leaving and exiting a really great company. But we were discussing on the last podcast, creating challenges for your audience to participate in to grow your business. And that, that strategy still continues to work. I actually got a lot of great advice from Jada uh, when we were in Australia together speaking at Darren Rouse's ProBlogger event and getting some really, really specific advice on how to run a challenge myself, uh, which is what you spoke about. And then I've, I've been running this challenge kind of in an evergreen manner ever since at 100emails.com to help people build their email list, which then converts users into a ConvertKit account through my affiliate link. So it is producing affiliate income. So thank you. 
Jonna for that because that was uh, pretty special to to see that go down and have all the tactics in place from there. But my question for you related to this book proposal, which man, what an analogy to give! I I, I can completely understand that. Did she know when you were writing that that you were exiting, or what, when did that conversation start? Yeah, so you know. I exited, you know, signed contract November 2016, but it was actually almost a year before where we we started getting curious about, you know, where I where my commitments and where I was going. You know, I, I did a keynote presentation at World Domination Summit, and I feel that was just like a, a trickle effect of how obsessed I am about talking about business and marketing and going after your dreams. And so we we started working with a coach to help us get clear on does Jada want to stay or does is Jada ready for that next chapter in her business? And I I got pretty clear in, you know, January of 2016 that it was time for me to to move on, but it took me almost a year to actually be like, okay, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to sign the contract. It was it was one of those things where I knew it was the right next step and I was still so scared. You know, I, I built a business where my husband was able to quit his job of 13 years. And so it I, it almost had that same thing of of people who are exiting a corporate, you know, their 9 to 5 job mm-hmm. where you're like I know how much money is coming in and and all of these things. And so one of my biggest fears was that no one, which is ironic, no one would want to interview me on their podcast anymore because I wasn't behind Simple Green Smoothies anymore. No one would want me to speak on stages anymore when we just talked about, we just spoke in Australia together last year. But I just thought everyone would kind of forget about me, like that my identity or my worth or my value was attached to the business that I built. Wow. I can imagine that being a very difficult decision, but I think the question that everybody is wondering is why why would you leave such a thing? It's it was a beautiful I mean it is a beautiful business. It's a beautiful book that you guys wrote together and a beautiful story behind it. Tell us yeah. tell us tell us what was going through your head and, 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 and why. Yeah, so can I tell you a secret, Pat? Can I publish? Wait, is this something I can publish or is this? Like- it's totally publishable. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm not passionate about green smoothies. So what I'm passionate about is helping people. And this dream had been planted before Simple Green Smoothies took off, before I had the parenting blog that Jen and I actually was our first iteration of business together. And I, you know, I learned how to spell the word entrepreneur when I was nine years old. And I... I always had all of these ideas running in my mind. I would I would buy Google domain, you know, GoDaddy domains and website ideas and just never got to like follow through. Um, and then once I started my first brick and mortar business in Kauai and then Simple Green Smoothies took off, to me, I was just looking for credibility and proof of concept that you can plant a dream and actually make it a reality. And so Simple Green Smoothies really gave me that opportunity of of proof of concept that people would actually listen to me because I don't have a college degree. I don't really have any business before telling people how to run their businesses. But I... I knew that the work that I'm doing today is actually the work that I've been wanting to do for many, many years. And I actually, I wrote my three-year vision in 
uh, it was October 2013, which was actually just a few months after Jen and I had our first big launch, which it was $86,000 in 10 days. And I already wanted to help other people build a a successful business. And I actually read my three-year vision to her to have my coming out party of um, I'm complete with this. And, and, and in that three-year vision, I wrote, you know, my dream clients are world-changing moms who are building successful business empires. I work with these women one-on-one and in retreats. And this is before I ever had jadasalner.com website, before I ever offered any coaching or thought about it. It was a vision that was planted and I didn't know how it was going to happen. And so when I went back to my three-year vision and I read it to Jen, it was like everything clicked and connected of like, ah, there's more to your path and journey than than simple green smoothies. Mm. And so for you internally, that's when it kind of all came together and it made sense that, you know, there was a, there was much more to be done yeah. um, and, and many more kinds of people to serve. Um, yeah. I would imagine that, and I don't want to get into super deep details of like the partnership and, and those kinds of things. So I, I do have a couple higher level questions related to that. Cause I think this is interesting you know, like a lot of us are building businesses that maybe perhaps have partners or might one day have a partner and we want to know kind of like what happens. So I, I appreciate you sharing all this, but um, when you read that three year vision to Jen, I mean, I could see that being taken in a few ways, but I think more than anything, like you shared that early before any decisions were made versus like, yes. hey, Jen, um, I know that I've been here for a number of years, but I'm out next week. I'm sorry. Right, right, right. No, we definitely had a long <laughs> transition period. So we were very well prepared and, and we both, I, I think the time, even though it felt like my heart was like ready for the next step, and I think a lot of people experience this, um, there's also mental preparation that needs to happen, you know, and being able to inform our team. And it's just like, just doing it so delicately. And we really did it with a lot of intention, a lot of love. Um, There was definitely fears and and challenges along the way. But our intention was just so much integrity and to do it in such a loving way. And we, you know, we made fun, we were in a mastermind group together with Todd Herman, and our last in-person and uh, mastermind meeting, we made an announcement of like, we're consciously uncoupling. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was definitely, you know, we had a lot of time to allow it to unfold and have all the pieces in place. So both of us felt as confident as you can when you don't know what it's going to be like on the other side to really take care of each other, to take care of the team and to take care of the community that we serve. That's wonderful. I think it's important to have those kinds of people in your life that can help support you no matter which way you want to go. I think that's a part of the reason why this is a very successful sort of move into the next area of your life for you. And now, you know, I know because we work together too, uh, you have run these retreats. You are now serving these women that you've dreamt of serving and you're serving even more now, which is great. So congratulations to you on a successful transition and all of what's about to happen as well, which I'm sure is going to be even bigger and better than um, simple green smoothies for you and, and, and reaching your goals. But um, going back into this transition, because, man, like there's so many times in an entrepreneur's life, as you know, especially now helping others too, where the, we, we could go a different direction, right? Mm-hmm. From as small as, oh, I don't know if I should write a blog post about that or this today 
to something big like what you've done. And a very common one that I know I've come across is, you know, perhaps I launch a product and it doesn't go as well or as planned. Like, start questioning myself. I start questioning the direction I'm going. I kind of feel lost sometimes. How do you coach or how would you recommend a person to wrap their head around really what they're meant for and the like having that influence what they do? Yeah. So I think one thing is really paying attention to the work that you can't not do is really important. It's like, I keep trying to not do this thing or, and it's just like all the signs, all, all, all the roads point in that direction. And Oprah has a really great interview where she talks about, you know, this whisper that comes and you keep hearing it over and over again. And you're like, no, 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 that's going to mess up everything. Um, And then she's like, and then it turns into a pebble and then it turns into like a knock upside your head. So just paying attention to that whisper of like where, where your heart, your soul is calling you. And I know that's very like, like fairy and dreamy, (laughs) but then the tangible pieces that you add to the calling to the whisper is actually to embrace Beta. I have a friend, Amy Groom, that she she said this term to me and it totally stuck as just embrace beta. So it's not like you have to get it right the first time. And I don't think we give ourselves enough opportunities to have a first rough draft. And so that piece of the puzzle is super important. So something that I think a lot of people don't know that I did while I was growing Simple Green Smoothies, I knew this calling was on the side. And so I invested my money into building a personal brand website, jadaselner.com. I'm like, I'm just going to make up some offers and put them here just to like, kind of open, like I'm open for business. But then it was about testing. So every quarter, I would test a different idea, a six week group coaching program program, a two-day in-person retreat, a, you know, 90-minute one-on-one call. So I just started trying things on to start building the next evolution of the business model that I would wanted to lean into next. Oh. And so if you can think about the things that, like, let it be okay to test and experiment and to try things on. And if for those who have nine-to-five jobs, it's actually don't judge yourself or beat yourself up for having that because it's actually good that you can kind of fund your heart project. So I talk about cash projects and heart projects. And sometimes your cash project is the nine to five job that then you can pull those money, that money and those resources into testing what the heart project is. And can we turn the heart project into a viable business? Wow. I really love that. And it just makes it seem a little bit easier when you say it as, you know, just start something on the side, test it out. And what did you learn during that testing process uh, over that year when you were building that? One thing that I learned was um, I I use jealousy. (laughs) I call it like being peanut butter and jelly about someone else's business model or offer. So when you see something that someone else is doing, I would use that as fuel of like, that would be an interesting test for me to try on and do. And what I would learn is once I did it, sometimes I'm like, 
well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like we think that we want someone else's business. And so the best way to get over the jealousy hump is just to try it on, put an offer out and see if you even like it because we admire these businesses and these offers from afar. And then I love this question that my right hand, Michelle, she's on my team. She asks me after every new project or iteration that I do of something, did that give you energy or did it drain you? And that is the what I use, my filter of like, did that give me energy or did it drain me? And then I just delete it off my website. I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing 90 minute calls for anybody anymore because it it didn't feel like I could get enough results for people in 90 minutes. And so I like to be in it for the long game, a longer period of time when I'm coaching and mentoring people. And so I learned that, but it was one of my first offers. And then I just deleted it from my work with me page. Wow. Does it give you, does it give you energy or does it drain you? I, I, I love that as sort of a way to test whether or not. So nice job, Michelle. I, I like that, um, that, that test. What's an example of something? So you had mentioned that the 90 minute calls were, that was something that kind of could tell that drained you. So you removed that option. What's something that gave you a ton of energy after you experimented and tried with it? Oh, in-person retreats. Like, uh, like it, it just bringing like-minded women together in the same space of just saying your dreams out loud and brainstorming and ideating about marketing strategies, but doing it in a way that's in alignment. There's something I just, I I led an event this past weekend, a three-day event, and the women, we were sitting in circle. We were, you know, meditating and like just connecting to our breath, connecting to our heart. And then going to head places. So I'm very good at bridging heart to head. It's like, okay, we're going to get in that dreamy place. And then we're going to talk business. We're going to talk strategy. And we're going to talk about implementing and taking action. And there, you can just get so much done when you're in the same room with people than you can even do online. And I've actually seen you do that with your, your power up podcasting. You have the course, um, which is self-study. And I, I did the self-study course, which is one of maybe three courses I've ever completed from the beginning to the end. Um, But you also have an in-person version where it's like we can mull over something for six weeks or three months or three years, or we could just get it done in this concentrated amount of time. And I I just don't think there's anything better than bringing people face-to-face, heart-to-heart together. And so that lights me up so much. And it's not even about the teaching and the training as much as it's about bringing people together to just be in the same room who are interested in the same things. And that is the power of community building. That's really cool. I want to ask you questions about that, but I, I do want to mention that the Power Up Podcasting Fast Track Workshop, as we call it, is a, a two-day event that happens over a weekend here in San Diego. It happens every, every once in a while. Um, I'll have links in the show notes if, if you're curious about that. But... I tried it out for the first time in September of 2017 as an experiment, like exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Cause I was just like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. First of all, I didn't know if it was even going to sell. So, right. you know, part of the experiment is, is this even the something people want? And yes, they signed up for it rather quickly. And then I did it. And then Jess, uh, my executive assistant asked a similar question afterwards. It, it, your, your assistant, uh, Michelle, uh, rem- reminded me of this and she goes, so are we doing it again or not? And, right. you know, and I'm like, we're doing it again. Cause I, I just was on such a high too. I agree with you on the, on the, on the in-person 
retreats. But I'll tell you, I don't know if you felt this way too, Jonna, but I was scared. I was nervous. I'd never done anything like that before. And I'm thankful that I'm at a point in my entrepreneurial journey now where I know that that fear means I need to do it. Yeah. Um, but and, and then, of course, once it gets started, it's like, oh, this is awesome. I want to do more and this is great. It's just everything leading up to it. It's like it's like on uh, if you are going skydiving. I've never been because I'm scared of heights. But um, if you're in the <laughs> which pl- means you have to do it, which. Yeah, OK, <laughs> Jada, no, <laughs> but no, it's like uh, I heard Will Smith talk about this. He says, like, the point at which you have the most fear when you're skydiving is when you're on the plane, when you're safe. But then once you jump out of the plane or pushed off, uh, you're blissful. You are, you're flying and you're free and you're happy, even though that's like actually the point of maximum danger. Um, and I think it's the same way for for us too. Did you feel a lot of fear and nervousness before your, your retreat? Every single one that I do. Um, even, even in subsequential ones, you still feel Yes. Yeah. You know, Anytime that I'm doing something new curriculum wise or, you know, and I'm sure you feel the same thing when we're we're preparing for speeches as well. It's like the one that you've done before, you're kind of like, sweet, like I know what I'm going to say, but it's that that first one where you don't know if what you teach or share is going to land yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there is that. And I'm a last minute. I just have to like own it that I don't do things until like two to three days before. I'm like the schedule. It, I'm thinking about it, you know, for several weeks. But it's like it's that pressure cooker, the last moment where I make the final decisions on the pieces and putting them all together. And they come together beautifully. And then I contact my designer, who I actually met at the One Day Business break- Breakthrough when we first met in person for you and Chris no Ducker's event. Yes, and I still work with Chris Beltran, and he he just did last minute designs for me last week. I was like, I really wanted to get you this like two weeks ago, and he's like, I completely understand. I'm the same way. <laughs> so um, it's that yeah. There's so much fear that is being built up during that time. I'm the same way with talks of just being in front of people, you know. And but at the same time, when I'm on stage, I'm like, I love this. This is amazing. <laughs> and then everyone comes up to you after, and then you're like, Let's do it again and then you forget that what comes with it all the fear and the nervousness and the adrenaline how come the fear shows up when it's something that we could love so much i love that question and what i've noticed for me preparing for a tedx talk preparing you know even putting a published book out there you when you're live and then you know it might be recorded or recorded in people's minds and hearts from the experience. Like you can't edit anything. You can't delete it. And so that's for me where that that fear or pressure, that extra level of pressure comes for me is like people are going to see this and I can't take it back. You know, we can edit a blog post. We can delete a podcast episode. We can remove, you know, a social media post. But there's other things that are a little bit more permanent that people will experience or it's recorded and it's published publicly and you don't have control to get rid of it. Uh, that's for me that that's where the fear comes from is like, I want to get it right. And is that true for everybody or does do p- different people have different reasons to essentially almost, almost self-sabotage themselves? Yeah, you know, I I just had a good conversation with Jill Stanton from Screw the 9 to 5 and and 
I think a common theme that I see for women is we we want to overgive. We want to we want to do it right, and so there's this fear that we might disappoint somebody or let them down, and and our worth is caught up in that. And so there's that, um, you know, there's there's studies around like we want to feel that sense of belonging, if, mm-hmm. and if we feel like we won't belong, there's a fear in that. There's like a natural fear in our bodies that's like no no no, no I, I don't want to be outed from this group. I want everyone to like me. Right. Oh, there's so many ways that we can go in this conversation related related to that, but I, I I do want to talk about where you're headed now and kind of what what your goals are and how you are realizing those things. I mean, I I'm at what what was it like after that last day? I don't know. I don't know if you had a specific date where you were like, all right, that's my last day of work, even though it wasn't really work work, but it was with with your partner. Like, what was it like immediately after? Did did, did you because green simple uh, smoothies was such a big part of your life. Like, did did you feel like something was missing, or was it like a like a weight off your shoulder, or kind of what was going through your head at that point? Yeah, it was it was definitely a sense of relief because there was mm. so much build up to the exit. Um, so there was almost like this space and openness and possibility on the other side. Uh, but there was also grieving, you know, like I was used to having a full team that I built, you know. Um, products in place, community in place, there were systems in place. So there was there was a sense of grieving and not having, you know, a partner to bounce ideas off of with on a consistent basis. It was like, oh, I'm the only decision maker in the company now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that rebuilding and, you know, I spent the following year, actually, I think I worked and traveled for, I mean, I traveled for about 100 days out of 2017. And I think it was just needing to kind of reset and realign and reconnect with my family during that time. And mm-hmm. um, it felt it felt really, really good. And also like, what wait, what did I say I was going to build again on the other side of this? Um, but I, I mean, even with my personal brand, because I was so intentional with testing those offerings while I was still in Simple Green Smoothies, I actually was able to have a multiple six-figure business my first full year on my own. Nice. And that would not have happened had I not done the test and iterations every quarter along the way. And so I just, for those who have kids and partners, it's okay to build slow on the side. I give you full permission <laughs> to be intentional and strategic so you just don't burn everything down. What about the aspect of moving from Simple Green Smoothies, which is Simple Green Smoothies. It has a, its own sort of realm of things that it talks about, obviously. And yes, you were, you know, seen in, in that brand to now. The brand is your name. I mean, your website is jottasellner.com. Yeah. What, what have been some of the big challenges for you related to the personal brand and, and, and the development of that that differs from with Simple Green Smoothies? Oh, it's been such a struggle, Pat, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to work with you and be part of your SPI accelerator, because I, I feel like you do a great job of of infusing, you know, putting your family and your health first and showing up as you are. I just want to share a quick story that I noticed, and then I'll, I'll go into the challenges. Sure. But I was inside your, your Facebook group for Power Up Podcasting, and people were asking about, we want to learn about list building. From you, Pat, and everyone was talking about, you know, Amy Porterfield's course, and people were just saying, like, 
No, but I want to learn it from you, Pat. So there's something very powerful about having that personal brand, right? To show up as who you are in the world that people are attracted to you. So I always say there are no unique messages, only unique messengers. And so we Mm. can feel like somebody's already done this business model before. Somebody, you know, wrote a book about that. And I just want you to throw that at the window. Like, just know that your idea might not necessarily be the most original in in town. We don't have to make up these fancy titles that no one's ever heard of, of, you know, like I'm a business strategist maven queen bee, you know, when people are like, what is that? And what do they do? You know, we can, we can keep it simple. We can keep the message simple, but where the unique blueprint comes in is you being who you are. And I think that you have done such a phenomenal job with that. And I just, I I just wanted to share that story to highlight um, the power of the personal branding, because even though they could get great information from Amy, they still want to learn from you. Yeah, well, thank, so that's something. That. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's why the podcasting course exists in the first place is because my audience was asking me for that, even though I was always giving people to a few other recommendations that I had, um, yet they still wanted to get it from me. They wouldn't have started a podcast unless I helped them do it. Yeah. And that's really cool. So I, I, I'm glad you're sharing this in terms of the power behind a personal brand because now you are creating a personal brand. In what yeah. way are you – struggling um, <laughs> yeah sure uh sure i mean yeah i mean thank you for for being honest and upfront with us because this is really nice to hear especially from somebody who has built a very successful business and now is uh creating her own thing like what what are the struggles right now yeah so i think you know one of the struggles is definitely using my name i just didn't know what the business idea was in 2014 and i was like well i know one thing that's not going to change my name so it's just for me to get out of the indecision and then um a struggle is also with it feel it feels for me right now like this is true for me right now is it it can feel more selfish more self-absorbed um and i know that's not true but that's what it feels like to me where i'm like oh if it was a company then it's more about the movement and the community and it's not the jada selner show and people wanted me to have the podcast like it should be your name like actually azul which who's a good mutual friend of ours and has you know does that book coaching and he's like but you like your name and I'm just like no I cannot like (laughs) it's just so much easier for me when it's a a company name a movement a community so I do struggle with it being personal brand and then another thing is um, as much as I identify with you know building a beautiful lifestyle to and have a business that supports that I don't want to glorify my own lifestyle, even though I know it can be aspirational. I do travel a lot with my family to really cool places. I'm speaking on stages. I'm meeting really cool people. You know, I've spoken on stages with you and Gary Vaynerchuk and Seth Godin, just all these cool people. But I actually don't share about it a lot or enough because there's this fear in me that doesn't want to feel like I'm bragging or gloating or also creating a myth that you can only have a successful business 
if you're speaking on these stages. You can only have a successful business if you're doing X, Y, Z. So I also don't want to paint this false picture of here's the steps you need to be successful. I do truly want people to create that own definition of success for themselves. And you don't have to speak on big stages to build a profitable business that helps people and changes people's lives. And also, you don't have to have, you know, we built our email list to 355,000 email subscribers. And I don't want people to think that, well, if I never build it to that, then I'm not going to have a business. So why even start? Like, that's just too hard. And so, you know, one thing that I I loved testing with my personal brand was, you know, I did a beta launch and it had 300 people on the wait list for my Build Your Challenge online course. And it was a $20,000 launch. And it was a test. Like, I had not created the course yet. It was going to be a live four-hour workshop. And it just, I wanted to prove that you don't need a big audience to make a difference in the world. And so I think part of the personal brand struggle for me is, is I, I have accomplished a lot in a short amount of time. And I, I don't want to glorify that where people think that's the only way I can be successful. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, congratulations on launch with a list of 300. That kind of takes care of that objection there, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and it's interesting when you were sharing all these, all these, all these things in, in your in your head. You were also following them up with the reality, yeah, of basically telling. I don't know if you're telling yourself or telling all of us or maybe both that. Well, that's not true. You don't need that in order to be successful. And I think that just naturally, what's going to happen is you'll find Jot over time because you know I do I do similar things. I have a very big, large brand at Smart Passive Income, and I do share. Uh, my income reports and places I go and people I see, but because it's always me and because I'm, I'm, I'm always looking to how does that sharing of this serve them, mm. then that always cushions the, the bragging part of it. Um, right. With the income reports, for example, it wasn't just, hey guys, look at how much money I made last month. It's, all right, here's what happened. This went up, this went down, Here's what you need to know so this doesn't happen to you kind of thing. Um, when I go to speak on stages, it's often about the journey to get there, not about the fact that I am there and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And I think injecting those kinds of things in your business will just, I mean, that's naturally you anyway. And I would just say, don't be afraid to to share these things because they are aspirational. And when they connect with you for you, yet you are still able to reach those heights, people want to come along for the ride and they believe they can do it too because- they know where you came from. And I think right. that's that's the big thing. I, I never fail to, and I purposefully always remind people about my story and where I came from because it's now been 10 years. It's almost 10 years since I got let go. But that let go story continues to come back. This is why I wrote the book, Let Go, is to give people a full account of the fact that I wasn't born into this. I didn't go to business school. This kind of happened in my life and it was one of the hardest things I had ever gone through. But here's what it turned into. And so I would encourage you just to, to, to be more open with those kinds of things as you build your personal brand because that's personal and unique and original to you. And you're already doing these things. I'm just telling you that you're... You no, know, they're great. I'm like writing notes right now. <laughs> yes, yes, that's yeah, great. No, this isn't a coaching call. That's, um, <laughs> but I mean, you're, you're, you're so personable. Use that to your advantage. And, and, and I get inspired when I see you in different places and, and TEDx talk. I mean, that just... 
I mean, and as you know, marketing wise, that's proof that you are somebody to pay attention to, right? And so, you know, you can serve and share and sell at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, that's a great reminder. And it's also, you know, another struggle that I, that I want to share with the, the personal brand and transitioning. I, I noodled for really like several months of writing a coming out letter of like, okay, I'm not at Simple Green Smoothies anymore. And here is who I am today. And that's actually can be a really hard question to answer that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to say like, who we are, and we, we want to inspire and activate people. So I spent many months and many life coaching calls, mastermind calls, mm-hmm. um, spending time on figuring out how I was going to announce it publicly to the rest of the world. And I made it a really, really big deal behind the scenes where everyone's like, on the outside, people are just gonna like, they're gonna get it, and they're gonna be okay. But I definitely spent some few months of like, who am I? What do I stand for? What am I known for now? And, and also the challenge of being known as as the green smoothie girl, or, you know, the list building challenge girl, and just finding my voice along the way of what really matters to me. And I know one of the questions that you asked was like, you know, what am I up to today? And one thing that I got really clear uh, with the podcast and actually, Pat, I mean, I could think there's, if people listen to the first um, episode that we did together, the interview that we did, you know, your E, the ebooks, the smart way that was instrumental for Simple Green Smoothies growth. And then um, us speaking at Pro Blogger, you know, I was just like, I'm so interested in, in your, your Power Up podcasting course and I want to get access. I know it's closed. And you, you just spoke a certain word to me that was just so helpful. He was like, you're just like, you're one of the good ones. And like, I don't know, that just stuck with me. And then you shared some really insightful tips on, um, you know, how I could leverage the podcast. And that was, I'd been thinking about podcasts for a while, but that was like the shift. Um, The power of someone seeing you, I think is so important. And so I feel like you really saw me and I was able to like, all right, I'm going to do this course. I'm going to set a date, February 14th, lead with love. And what I got clear with of what the podcast means to me is it is my mission. Like the podcast is for me to use my voice for good and to share access with mentors, authors, business leaders that I've had the privilege of meeting to make those voices and their experiences accessible to anyone in the world that it is free to give. And so I don't look at my podcast as a marketing strategy. I I do believe I'm in it for the long game. And accessibility is a really big word for me of Mm. being a woman of color, being a mom and being married and starting a business with no business degree, that that what I've learned I can share with more people. Well, you are one of the good ones, Jada. Uh, which is why I resonate with you and your message and your new direction so much. And I want to do everything I can to support you with that. Um, and I'm imagining that there are going to be people who are listening to this right now who are like, Jada's, that's who I need right now. Um, if that is what they're thinking, where should they go to find out more? Yeah. So if you want to learn just more about me for big picture, you can go to jadaselner.com. And then if you're someone that's looking like, 
I'm a woman, I'm a creative, and I'm building and growing a business and wanting to really move to that next level, you can actually go to loveovermetrics.com, which is an incubator that I have started uh, for women building businesses in a way that is in line and aligned. And we focus on, you know, three key things. One is ideation, being able to test and experiment. And if you guys haven't read Pets Let Go, it would be a perfect place of like what ideation really means. And then integration. So actually creating an intentional plan on how you're going to execute that. And then implementation. We're actually going to take action, we co-work together, we mastermind, and really building a business where we're leading with love in our companies, in our lives as leaders, and not compromising our health and our relationships in the process. Because I know as a woman, as a mom, there is a pull and a tug between our personal family life Mm -hmm. and how we show up in our businesses. So, it's something that I'm super passionate about is people taking action on ideas worth implementing in the world so awesome uh thank you jenna jenna and i love the 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 term love over metrics because we do get a little swayed by the numbers every once in a while and i think that you know it it all starts with love and caring and serving and, and the metrics will happen after that yeah yeah. And, it, and numbers matter in business. We both know that. Yes. Like We need numbers to have a sustainable, profitable business where we can take care of our team. And so love over metrics doesn't mean that numbers don't matter. It just means love first. It means people first. It means remembering the humans and the beating hearts behind the number so we don't get caught up in, you know, how many followers do I have? How how big is my email list? You know, how much money did that bring in? It's like we still have to come back to are we fully showing up to serve our community, to solve problems and to create transformation in their lives. And if we can come from that place first, and you were on the Lead with Love podcast and you you illustrated this so beautifully. It's just, you know, service first serve first John thank you so much for this inspirational chat today and I think it's going to help out a lot of people especially those who are in those transitional periods in their lives and so um, nothing else to say but thank you for being you and I'm so excited about this uh, new journey that you've uh, started a long time ago you know and it's only going to grow and get bigger and you're only going to serve more people and I hope uh, those of you in the audience who want to connect with Jada do so, Jada, thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I look forward to your next episode. And you know, everybody should check out your podcast, and we'll have all the notes and stuff on the show notes page. But thank you again for coming on. Uh, you're awesome. Thank you, Pat. Wow, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jada. You can find her in multiple places. Obviously, JadaSellner.com. That's J-A-D-A-H Sellner.com. I would also highly recommend checking out her podcast, Lead with Love. And you can find that on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And then finally, loveovermetrics.com. For those of you who may want to work uh, even more with Jada and you dig her style and you want that accountability and handholding and community, all you have to do is go to loveovermetrics.com and you can check her out there. Now, if you want the show notes for those links and all the other links and everything else mentioned in this episode, all you have to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 330. One more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 330. Three zero. So cheers. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you in the next episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Peace. 
Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point. So I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray. And in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.